0: Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 48 of the Ask the Coach Show. I'm Jeff Clum from Pink Skills, and we've got an exciting show for you today. We announced the winner of our previous competition, and we answer lots of your table tennis questions. You can always head over to our website at www.pinkskills.com to see all of our past episodes. But now, let's
1: introduce Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. How are you this morning? It's, uh I'm been been a good weekend here. Um I was in Adelaide for the weekend and uh did some coaching over there and really loved uh loved the group that we that we worked with over there.
0: Excellent, that sounds great, Alois. Um I hear there's some really keen um people there
1: participating. Yeah, some really it was really good actually. The uh yeah, the group was yeah, really keen and that's that's what we really love to to work with uh some keen players. But Jeff, um Apparently, you did something different on Sunday.
0: I did do something very different, Alice. I um, I went to a
1: Rubik's Cube competition. <laughs> and was <laughs> yes, and, so, uh, and and did pretty well. So, so what not was Not your... too
0: bad for my first attempt. My best time was thirty-nine point nine seconds.
1: That's impressive. So I, I was
0: quite pleased with that, actually. Um, I walked in with my son, Alois, and there were just all these people there just going sh- 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 like this and just so, solve- and he goes to me, he goes, Dad, these guys are a lot better than you. <laughs> it was quite intimidating. And, uh, and some guys set the world record for solving the cube one-handed, the, the average of five of 11.79 seconds to solve it with one hand.
1: Wow, that is impressive!
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yes, and then so, I was out late last night, Alex, because um I had a planning session um with some of my uh, friends um because our wives are actually doing a hundred k walk, which sounds ludicrous, and we're the support crew, so we had to have a planning session to make sure we knew what we were doing to support them. So, uh, so we got so, a little bit late.
1: Yeah, late. So are you any wiser now after your planning session as to what you will actually yes, do? Yes, yes. A little bit wiser, yes. Oh, we, we did, actually,
0: we talk did about actually talk about, about, our about our planning. <laughs>
1: <and our planings. laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, Alex. We'll right, right, we've well, got well, 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 an well, exciting competition. Oh, I can hear a bit of feedback of my voice there. huh. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got an exciting competition, yeah, we, a exciting competition. we have the ITTF World Tour Final winners, um, winners, the winners uh, because the ITTF Pro Tour ended, ended, up, so ended up, so who was so the winner who was the and who won the World, World,
1: Tour, World, Tour, World Tour, Tour, Tour Finals? Well the World Tour Finals, the women's was Kazumi Ishikawa from Japan, a good left-hander, and the men's was a left-hander from Japan, Jun Mizutani. So, uh, so Jeff, couple of left-handers getting up there, and uh, both players from Japan. Um, some some really good matches. I haven't had a chance to really catch up with all all of the uh, the video yet, but uh, sounds like some really close matches and uh, and good matches. So, um, if you've got any comments about the matches, there, yeah, put them on uh, put them on the blog for today as well. But uh, the winner of our competition was Luke G. Kerr. Now, I don't know whether that's your real name, Luke, or whether you actually are related to uh, Zhang. but uh, you are the winner, and you win <laughs> one month, one month uh, of our premium membership, so uh, well done, Luke. Yes. Excellent work, Luke. Yes. We'll finish the email
0: today and get started with that premium membership. membership. Alright, and um, so that moves um, us on so that to that the next on, question. I, I, yes, Eloise? Oh, okay. good, okay. So that moves us on to the first question of today, and we want to so talk about Ov Chirov. Now, he's runner up this in a close seven set match. Do you think that Ov can win a major title in the future? Mm. Let Let us know, put your your thoughts in the comments Yeah, it seems like I'm hearing for some reason Aloysio my voice on yours. yours. I don't know if you can just just turn the volume down down slightly on yours, yours, but But it's a bit disconcerting to hear my own voice. It's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well let's move on (laughs) to the first question from Dita Aloysio, she says, can we learn anything from pro games? Um, i come from a board background, and in pro matches in that area, so much is going on under the surface that any learn based on it is almost illusionary.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Dieter. I, I, mean, I think you can learn a lot from um, pro matches. I, mean, I think um, you start to learn a lot about um, just what technique is, um, how good technique is. Um, and you can learn things technically as well, uh, but it can be illusionary. I'll, and and I'll give you this example of the great Waldner. When we watched Waldner play, or when and as when I was younger as well, and and a lot of juniors around growing up used to start to play every backhand with side spin um, and hooking their forehands and playing really short forehands and. It often, I mean, and if you actually analyse the game that Waldner played, you would see that he did this very rarely. So he only did that sometimes. But the spectacular things tend to draw our attention and, and get stuck in our head, and we start to start to think or start to copy um, the the more spectacular. We don't necessarily see the fact that he served short a lot of the time and put the ball short and created opportunities uh, by doing that. Uh, but we do remember his round the net shots. We do remember his side spin blocks uh, and, and those sort of things. So I think it's it's great to watch, but it's try to watch it with um, a really open mind and really – try to analyse what is actually happening um, in a game when you're watching When you're watching the better players. Um, again, the, the same thing we talk about, you know, serving long. Um, a lot of them serve, you know, just long sometimes. They do serve a lot of short serves. But again, um, I see juniors today where they just try to serve long and try to counter top spin because that's the spectacular part of the game that they uh, get attracted to.
0: Yes. Okay. So, what things should we focus on when we see that? Al, or should we be just watching their technique on their forehand? Um, can we learn stuff about their serves or the return of serve? What are the best areas to sort of focus on when watching these matches?
1: Yeah. So, so watch, watch technique. Watch uh, the way that they actually play their strokes. But um, watch things like where they're serving. Okay, what type of serves they're doing, and you might even just, you know, get a little little sheet and critique it. Um, check how many times they serve short. Check how many times they serve long. Um, check what types of serves they do. Check how many points they win from their serving. You could also um, look at uh, tactically where they're playing the ball on the table during the rally. Um, yeah, there's lots of things that you can look, but you can also just watch the game as well and learn. Or, and just get the images of what uh, what they're doing. But uh, as I said earlier, just make sure that you don't just get attracted to the spectacular.
0: Yeah, excellent. I think that sounds like a great idea, analysing the matches and, and writing them down. I mean, when I was young, we didn't have as many videos around, so it wasn't easy to do that. But now, with YouTube and everything, it really gives you that opportunity. I think that's something I would have loved to do. So if you're that type of person, try... Um, Analyzing, like Alice mentioned. Great question, Peter. All right, Alice. Next question is from Nick, and Nick says, "Is there any video response about the side spin backhand
1: topspin?" Yeah, Nick. So um, we we haven't got one up there at the moment. We've got one on the side spin forehand topspin. So with the side spin forehand topspin, we talk about you know the the positioning of the wrist. So if you if you want to hook the ball one way get your wrist down. If you want you, um, to get side spin the other way, put your wrist up. So there's a lot to do with putting your wrist down for the curving one way and up for curving the other way. Um, the backhand top spin is very similar. So with the backhand top spin again, you're down if you want to curve the ball one way or up if you want to curve the ball the other way. So it's this or this. Um, important that you that you play a reasonably big stroke at it still so don't try and just do it with just you know just just your wrist uh, and as we always say very important that you don't try to use this you know at a basic level your basic stroke has to be good your basic backhand top spin has to be good first before you start to think about playing your side spin balls and, and the more difficult balls as well. So, but um, I think, uh, Jeff, that's something that we might get to and might um, try to film a, uh, a full lesson on the side spin, backhand, top spin in the future, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely, let's do that. That sounds exciting. I look forward to uh, trying a few little hook shots with the backhand and um, we'll get some of you doing your famous backhand as well, I reckon okay that will be good all righty next question is from Amir who asks, I tend to bend my wrist when playing the forehand I've heard that it is a bad habit how can I change that thank you Amir yeah
1: yeah so Amir yeah so similar to what we talked about in the previous question so bending your wrist can be okay if you're trying to put side spin on the ball, but it's important that we get straight topspin to start off with. Um, now, if you are seeing the ball curving sideways, that's really good feedback for you. So, watch that ball curving sideways and try to get the ball to maybe even curve the other way sometimes. So, if you're always curving the ball and it's curving that way, try to curve the ball the other way and then try to play some straight as well. So, that experimentation with your wrist will start to get you the feeling of where your wrist actually is when you're playing. So um, see how you go with that, um, but watch the feedback. It's great that you have recognized that the ball's curving at the moment, but um, experiment a little bit with your wrist. Change the angle of your wrist and see if you can get that ball going straighter. The straight one's really important to start off with.
0: Okay, so why is the straight line so important? Is it because it's a safer shot or is there some other reason?
1: Yeah, it's it's a safer shot because you are putting pure topspin on the ball. So the topspin is what drags the ball down onto the table. If you don't have straight topspin and you've got a bit of curve on the ball, then you're not getting as much dip on the ball. So um, you can't hit the ball as fast. So the more pure topspin you've got on the ball, the faster and safer the, the stroke becomes. So that's, yeah, that's the real key. Okay,
0: yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, thanks for the question, Amir. All right, the next one, Alloys, is from Tam. And Tam says, how does Ma Long have such a powerful
1: forehand? Okay. So, I mean, look, Let's have a look at all of those players. The reason that they have that powerful forehand is because they're, using, they're utilizing their stroke firstly really well. They have good technique. So their start position, their finish position is great when, they, when they've learnt the basic technique. Then they're just extending that stroke and they're increasing the speed of their bat coming through. Once you have the basics, then you can start to think about uh, increasing speed. If you haven't got the basics, like if you are curving your forehand and um, doing strange things with your forehand, you know finishing down here, then it's not you're not going to be able to increase the speed and have a, a reliable stroke so so with the forehand, we start to talk about your legs, you know starting to use your legs, starting to use the rotation of your body using your upper arm, your forearm, and your wrist as well. So that summation of forces is what is going to um, generate that total power. So it's, it's utilizing your stroke, but then um, it, um, utilizing all parts of the stroke, legs, torso for the twist, and then your arm as well, and the wrist at the end. So, so that's, that's why Long yeah. can play such a good stroke.
0: It's interesting when you watch these players, Alice, because it it almost seems effortless when they hit that ball really hard. It doesn't look like they're struggling and just putting 100% into it. How can they look so relaxed and effortless when they play these really powerful forehands?
1: Yeah, it, it you 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 said the word there. It's because they're relaxed and they have real confidence in the stroke. So they know they know, they almost know that stroke's going on. So their body is completely relaxed and they swing through. When when we try to play the ball faster and stronger, we tighten up and, and, and the stroke starts to look like this, and so you're actually um, stopping your power because then this muscle isn't working properly, this muscle isn't working properly, your wrist isn't working properly, and you're really um, fighting against yourself. Whereas Ma Long is completely relaxed, he's done the stroke a million times, and everything works um, perfectly in unison. So the muscles are all um, reacting and, and working um, in a nice, smooth manner. And that's something that comes with just a lot of practice and, um, and then just developing that real self-confidence in the stroke to, to trust yourself to really um, swing through on that ball.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Excellent question, Tam. Thanks very much for that. And we do have some lessons on the forehand topspin and the advanced forehand topspin, which I'll put in the show notes, which you can see at pingskills.com and click on the blog link and you'll see all our Ask the Coach shows. Well, that wraps up our show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for watching. all the live viewers you can ask questions so there's a little Q&A app and you need to just go to that and click on um, ask a question and we will try and answer them live so if you're ever watching live give that a go. We also take questions from our Ask a Coach section on our website um, and if you haven't been to our website go check it out now, pingskills.com, lots of great information there. All right. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow morning. Thank you, alloys.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, ping skillers.